Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of your day that you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, give me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to help the podcast grow by sharing it with others, telling them about it, I'm incredibly grateful for that because y'all are y'all are the ones that are making it grow, folks. And so thank you so much. Um, go for one of our little walks today. A couple birds out in the yard. Guineas, hopefully they won't start to tell us everything they know. No dogs. Still no rain. This is probably one of the longest stretches I can remember. But I'd have to actually look at numbers to be sure. So... I can't think of much else. We'll get going. So we're going to talk about something today. Uh, Obviously, we always do. That I I don't think we really appreciate as as a country and a society enough anymore. And that is that historically in America, our rights come from God. And they're inalienable, meaning that they can't be taken away from us by man. And so we're going to read through a few quotes, uh, talk about this a little bit, and figure there was no really better place to start, right, than Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll back up one. And we'll come back to this again at the end. But this this idea of, of God-given rights really started with the charters, the original charters given to the colonies. Uh, the original, the charter of 1606 for Virginia in particular. And this, this had a huge impact when Patrick Henry gave his speech on give me liberty or give me death. And And there's a paragraph in there. You can look it up. I found a multiple links pretty quickly uh, online. You can go and find a PDF of this original charter. But there's a paragraph in there where the king grants to the colonists all the rights. This is that paragraph. Also, we do for us, our heirs and successors, declare by these presents that all and every persons being our subjects which shall dwell and inhabit within every or any of the said several colonies and plantations, and every of their children, which shall happen to be born within any of the limits or precincts of the said several colonies and plantations, shall have and enjoy all liberties, franchises, and immunities within any of our other dominions to all intents and purposes, as if they had been abiding and born within this our realm of England, or any other of our said dominions. And so this this part of that charter really gave the basis of these, these God-given rights that were a real cornerstone for English law. And so when Jefferson, you speed forward to the Declaration of Independence, the line that we talk about so often, we hold these truths to be self-evident. They really were to that generation. That, that these... That all men are created equal, 
that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our founding generation believed this deeply, that their rights came from God and as Englishmen, and that as such, no man, king or otherwise, had the right to take them away. And so some, some of the quotes, John Hancock, resistance to tyranny becomes the Christian and social duty of each individual. Continue steadfast and with a proper sense of your dependence on God. Nobly defend those rights which heaven gave and no man ought to take from us. And see, the, the problem today, folks, is since 47, since separation of church and state, we have done exactly the opposite of what Hancock just said here. We, we don't acknowledge at all our dependence individually or as a nation, as a whole society, I'm talking here, on our dependence upon God. Nor we can't defend rights given to us from heaven because we've rejected God. And so once we kick God out, then then we have no basis for claiming our rights as American citizens because, well, if, if God's not part of our public life, then we have we have no right to, to claim those God-given inalienable rights. Does it make sense? You see? Thomas Jefferson, again, the God who gave us life gave us liberty at the same time. The hand of force may destroy, but cannot disjoin them. So it's always fascinating to me, and I really like using Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin because they're kind of the darlings of the modern left. I mean, Jefferson was the one that was used totally incorrectly to twist the meaning in his letter of separation of church and state to get us to this point. Uh, The Supreme Court justices, either through ignorance or malevolence, twisted what he said in that letter. And so it's always, I, I like to use him because when he says stuff like this, and he's talking about the Christian God, folks, regardless, regardless of whether every single founder was a devout Christian, that is the the world framework that they grew up in. That's what they understood. That's what they knew. And and that's that's what colored every everything that they did. That's the way they viewed the world. So Jefferson here talking about the God that gave us life, gave us liberty. Uh, you know, so our rights, our liberty come from God, the Christian God, not not Allah, not Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism, Mother Nature, some ancient Indian tribal God. No, God, the father of Jesus Christ, the son and the Holy Spirit. That's where our rights come from. Alexander Hamilton. The sacred rights of mankind are not to be rummaged for among old parchments or musty records. They are written as with a sunbeam in the whole volume of human nature by the hand of the divinity itself and can never be erased or obscured by mortal power. Samuel Adams, the right to freedom being the gift of God Almighty. It is not in the power of man to alienate this gift and voluntarily become a slave. So not only do we have these God-given rights, not only are they a gift of God Almighty, right? Christian God again, here reference from Samuel Adams. We don't even, we don't have the right to voluntarily give them away and choose to become a slave to the state or to a despot, to a dictator. And that's just a little side note. That's 
what I talk about so often, you know, people that despise American citizens that really despise our own country, not only do we not have a right to go along with them, we have a duty to resist them. We have no right to give even a single square inch of America away to people like that, folks. They have the ability, they have the right to choose to leave America and go somewhere else, but we don't have any right to give away to them what our founders fought and died for. And that's a big deal. Thomas Jefferson again. Can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis? Only firm basis, folks. Jefferson. A conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God. That they are not to be violated but with his wrath. And indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. That's a huge deal, folks, especially in light of the abortion argument, which still is a huge issue for our country. We haven't gotten rid of it. We haven't outlawed the murder of children. We've just pushed it back to the states. Uh, it shouldn't even be an issue. That should be the very first right that Jefferson lists in the Declaration of the Right to Life. It's not hard. There's no gray area. It's very black and white. And, and you know, Jefferson talking here, I tremble because God is just and his justice can't sleep forever. If we think that we've avoided something kind of like the British did time and again with the Nazis in the 1930s, we're fooling ourselves. We haven't avoided anything yet. We haven't gained peace. We've just kicked the can down the road. So we read through the charter of 1606 and we've, we've gone through a number of these quotes, talked about the declaration. Oh, there's one more. Clarence Mannion, who was the Dean of the Notre Dame College of Law from 1941 to 1952 stated concerning the Declaration of Independence. Look closely at these self-evident truths. See imperishable articles of American faith upon which all our government is firmly based. Just for a second, folks, and we've read a number of quotes by presidents over the years and other people. This idea that our country is not based on God and the Bible, that our government, our public life, our laws, our institutions are not based upon our faith in God and Jesus Christ. It's a lie. It's either a lie out of ignorance or a lie out of malevolence, but it's still a lie. It's not true. And this is what is really ripping us apart at the foundation of our country right now. First and foremost is the existence of God. That's the very first article of American faith, which our government is firmly based. The existence of God. Next comes the truth that all men are created equal in the sight of God. And third is the fact of God's great gift of unalienable rights to every person on earth. Then follows the true and single purpose of all American government, namely to preserve and protect these God-made rights of God-made man. And again, 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 folks, Mannion here, as all the rest, they're not talking about some Mother Nature deity. Uh, we go all the way back to Blackstone and talk about what it means to say the laws of nature and of nature's God. It's, they're specifically referring to God, the Father of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the, the Trinity. That's God. 
And so Mannion here, who was a dean of the Notre Dame College of Law, which I threw in because A, because it's law and B, because it's education again, just to see how far we've fallen. Because we've fallen a long way from the truth that all of our government, our public life, our laws, our institutions rest on God. You know, and that's what our, our founders knew that. That's what they talked about. You see in so many of these quotes, again, from Alexander Hamilton to Samuel Adams to Thomas Jefferson, they knew where their rights come from, came from. They knew that they had a history of that all the way back to the 1606 Charter, just like we can look back at our history now and go back to the Declaration of Independence and see clearly that our founders acknowledged publicly that our rights came from God, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that we were created by God. And that's the, the basis, the foundation of our nation. So, let me flip forward here real quick. We need to look back at the Declaration just like Patrick Henry and that group from, you know, he gave that speech, I think, in 1765, so about 10 years before the start of the revolution, Declaration of Independence, and it had a huge effect. Uh, we need to look back at our Declaration of Independence and know without a doubt and be confident in it, folks, that our rights come from God, God the Father of Jesus Christ. That's where our rights come from, and they can't be taken away. The state has no duty, right, responsibility to take those away. And so a couple little side notes here, and then I'll wrap up because we're kind of running out of time. Our founders, one of the issues that they really dealt with was taxation without representation, right? In the charter was also, their charters was also written that only people that they elected could tax them. And since they had not elected anybody to the parliament, then parliament had no right to tax, tax them. It had to be done by their elected officials. Well, we have a different problem today, and that is that nearly half of the country doesn't pay, in essence, right? It equals out because you get tax returns and stuff, doesn't pay taxes. They pay nothing into the federal treasury, and yet they get to vote on how the money of others is spent. And so today, instead of taxation without representation we have representation without taxation and this becomes even more egregious when you start to throw in illegal immigrants that are not even citizens but that get to choose how the resources and representation of american citizens is divided up and the other little side note if we have time let me check here and see how we're doing oh yeah we're good one thing that so our founders talked about evil openly they talked about the tyranny of the king and parliament and and we have evil today too and it's internal which it really was when you talk about the revolution it was a civil war folks because they were british citizens they were englishmen and they wanted to be and we have the same scenario today with the left but it's a little bit more devious i think um, and you may disagree with this. You may agree. Uh, I mean, the, the fact is, is true, but you may not see it as comparable to the revolution. But we have a problem today of social problems. 
Meaning, so they had, they didn't have to deal with, there was nobody back then that was standing up saying, you know what, marriage is not between a man and a woman. Marriage is between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. And a man can be a woman or a woman can be a man, right? And so I, I just wanted real quick to use the marriage example. We've talked about this little clip from the Texas Supreme Court case before. I'm going to read through it again. Marriage was not originated by human law. When God created Eve, she was a wife to Adam. They then and there occupied the status of husband to wife and wife to husband. When Noah was selected for salvation from the flood, he and his wife and his three sons and their wives were placed in the ark. And when the flood waters had subsided and the families came forth, it was Noah and his wife and each son and his wife. The truth is that civil government has grown out of marriage, which created homes and population and society from which government became necessary. Marriages will produce a home and family that will contribute to good society, to free and just government, and to the support of Christianity. That's a big deal, folks. All the way back to the charters, that was a huge part of the founding of this nation was to spread Christianity, despite what the left tries to say today. It would be sacrilegious to apply the designation a civil contract to such a marriage. It is that and more, a status ordained by God. So that's just one of the examples, folks. But we have this set of problems today that is social in nature between the left and the right or however you want to divide it up, however you want to say it, folks. But people that cling to the founding principles, the founding faith and principles of our country and those who reject them. And and I think that changes the that changes the dynamic a great deal. And that's why kicking God out of our institutions was so dangerous. It was such a windfall for the left, for socialists back in 47. And that's why it's been so destructive for the last 80 years almost is because if you don't have God, then everything's fair game, right? If the state defines what a marriage is instead of God, then they can make marriage be whatever they want. So, when you hear people talk, this is my, my overall point to this last little bit, folks. When you hear people talk about, again, well, I'm I'm socially liberal but fiscally conservative, or when you hear these people talk about, you know, want to make America great, we've got to get back to sound fiscal policy, foreign policy, you know, that's what this is all about. That's great, and it's needed, absolutely, but it's not the main thing. And as our the pastor that I love to quote so much said, the, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And that is God, folks. If we don't, at every step of the way, and our founders knew this, Patrick Henry in his speech talked about this, and, and we've gone through all these quotes talking about how these liberties are tied to God. If that is not our fundamental foundational basis for everything else that we're fighting for, We will fail. We'll be right back here where we are again, maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. We will be right back here. We have to. That's why the Great Awakenings were so pivotal and why we talk about them so much, because God's got to be first. Everything else will come after if we if we turn to God first. But if we don't, nothing else will matter. All right. I'll leave you all alone for today. Sure do appreciate you all joining me, going for a little walk. I did hear some thunder. Cross your fingers. Say a little prayer. But uh, I also see blue skies, so I'm not going to get real excited about it.
God bless y'all. God bless your family. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.